Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the Internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Just a heads up, today's episode contains mentions of suicidal ideation. You're listening to Disinformed, a mini-series from There Are No Girls on the Internet. I'm Bridget Todd. Today, I wanted to do a quick special episode breaking down Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's interview with Oprah that aired on CBS this past weekend. So I'm not someone who really follows the royals very closely, though I was pretty excited at the possibility of getting a black princess. Even though, I know, I know, she was a duchess, not a princess. Now, because I'm not so interested in the royals, I almost didn't watch the Oprah interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And I'm really glad I did, because Megan's story fits into what we already know about racist, sexist disinformation and online harassment campaigns. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Now, if you haven't watched the interview, I'm going to be talking about it in specifics during this episode. 
When I first watched the interview, so much of it rang true for me. I was watching it while scrolling Twitter, and all my Black woman friends were being like, yes, 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 I know exactly what she's talking about, even though technically none of us are actual princesses. Megan's story of being a Black woman facing racist abuse and harassment online is sadly pretty universal. It's something a lot of us have already dealt with. You might not be surprised to learn that we have a digital media landscape that traffics in distortions that rely on unfair biases. And we already know that Black women face more harassment and abuse online. A study from Amnesty International found that Black women got 84% more abuse and harassment online than their white counterparts. So that means that Megan was really going through it. This is what Black feminist scholar Moya Bailey has called massage noir, or the toxic combination of racism and sexism that Black women can face. And because Megan is a Black woman, her race and gender are uniquely weaponized against her to fuel attacks rooted in stereotypes about her identity. Now, this is a good time to say that there's a pretty big difference between the kinds of rude, catty gossip that other members of the royal family are accustomed to getting and the kinds of racist, sexist attacks that Megan endured. Here's how Megan put it in her interview. If they can compare what the experience that I went through was similar to what has been shared with us, Kate was called Weighty Katie, waiting to marry William. While I imagine that was really hard, and I do, I can't picture what that felt like, this is not the same. And if a member of his family will comfortably say, we've all had to deal with things that are rude, rude and racist are not the same. So what exactly has this racialized abuse campaign against Meghan looked like? Well, it means that she has to deal with floods of inaccurate news items, where the storyline is one rooted in unfair stereotypes or distortions that rely on her race and gender to paint Megan out as being angry or emotional or crazy or untrustworthy. Just look at one of the big stories that Megan talked about in her Oprah interview, the infamous Megan Made Kate Cry headline. So headline after headline framed Megan as a bully who made her sister-in-law Kate Middleton cry during a dress fitting for her wedding. But according to the interview with Oprah, it was actually Megan who cried, and Kate actually sent Megan an apology letter afterward. Now, it's easy to see how framing a Black woman as driving a white woman to tears is meant to capitalize on a racist trope about Black women being angry. Importantly, Megan says that everybody in the royal family knew the truth of what happened in this situation, but no one actually came forward and corrected the record. They just let this racially charged story fester and grow online and in the media. Now, when we're dealing with racialized bias, it can mean there are completely different standards, one for women of color or Black women, and another for everyone else. This is actually a pretty pervasive thing in our culture, and even though it's something that can be subtle and difficult to see. Just take a look at how headlines praised Kate Middleton for certain behavior, while trashing Meghan for that very same behavior. Kate was praised by the Daily Mail for, quote, tenderly cradling her baby bump, while the same publication wondered if Megan putting her hands on her pregnant belly was a show of pride or vanity. And it kind of gets to the point where it's ridiculous. The magazine The Express called pregnant Kate eating avocado, quote, good for baby. Meanwhile, that same magazine linked avocado to human rights abuses in a piece about Megan enjoying avocado. This pretty clearly establishes that there are two sets of rules, one for white women like Kate and another harsher standard for women of color like Megan. What makes this even harder is the fact that it's not really considered polite to talk about your experiences with racism in public. Even watching the interview, it's clear to me and probably every Black person who watched it that Megan is only telling a fraction of what she actually went through. She's still being so diplomatic, 
For instance, she refused to say exactly who in the royal family expressed concerns about how dark her son Archie's skin would be. It's clear the royal family wants to act like race wasn't a factor in how she's being treated, when it so obviously is. Online harassment campaigns are never race-neutral. The media landscape doesn't just amplify these racist, sexist attacks that Meghan faced. They actually profit off of them. In her interview, Meghan points out the symbiotic relationship between the royal family and the press. Coverage of the royals sells papers and, in turn, helps keep the royals relevant. But as we know, when coverage traffics in people's racialized hate and biases, everything gets more intense. Meghan says, There's a construct that's at play here. They were so attacking and inciting so much racism, it changed the risk level because it wasn't just catty gossip. It was breaking out a part of people that was racist and how it was charged, and that changed the threat. That changed the level of death threats we got. That changed everything. Now, it's kind of a funny example, but this YouTube prank show pretty much shows that royal commentators, including the Queen's former press secretary, Dickie Arbiter, CNN's royal commentator, Victoria Arbiter, and Majesty Magazine editor, Ingrid Seward, were all pretty much fine getting paid money to lie about Meghan and Harry on television. The pranksters pretended to be with a production company who asked the royal commentators to comment on the interview before it was even out yet. And they had no issue lying about their reaction to something that they hadn't even seen. Here's a clip. In the interview, to my mind, this was an actress giving one of her great performances. From start to finish, Meghan was acting. Meghan is a public figure, so naturally, people are allowed to talk about her. But there's a pretty big difference between commentary and harassment. Meghan shared in her Oprah interview that the abuse that she got drove her to suicidal ideation. On Good Morning Britain on Monday... Pierce Morgan used his platform to mock her for it, saying, I don't believe anything she says. I wouldn't believe it if she read me a weather report. His comments sparked an investigation from media regulator Offcam after more than 41,000 people wrote in to complain about his comments in the irresponsible way they depicted mental health challenges. Pierce has been using his platform to harshly criticize Meghan for years. And on Tuesday, he actually walked off of his own show because weatherman Alex Beresford pushed back. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Uh, yep, you heard that right. He tells Pierce Morgan that Meghan is entitled to cut him off if she wants to. That's because Pierce Morgan claims he once had drinks with Meghan and that she ghosted him afterward. So what happened? In she, your, uh, she, she ghosted me, Ryan. <laughs> Meghan Markle ghosted did, me. Did she, do you think she just went, go? I'm afraid, I, look, I really liked it. This is why it hurts. So Pierce Morgan has spent years using his television and media platform to trash and berate a woman that he feels rebuffed his advances, which is pretty gross. Pierce announced today that he's stepping down from Good Morning Britain. And on Twitter, human rights attorney Kwasim Rashid put it pretty aptly. Pierce Morgan quit his job after 90 seconds of gentle critique, but can't understand why Meghan Markle and Prince Harry quit the royal family after several years of racist abuse. Now, Meghan and Harry have actually done a lot of good work combating social media hate and mis- and disinformation online. Here's Megan talking to the 19th about the way social media has inflamed our discourse and made us all more polarized. This economy for attention 
right? That is what is monetizable right now when you're looking at the digital space and media. And so if you're just trying to grab someone's attention and keep it, you're going for something salacious versus something truthful. The bottom line is, Megan is someone with a lot of status and privilege. She's beautiful. She has money. She has light skin and a supportive husband. And yet, none of these things saved her from the outpouring of racist, sexist abuse she faced. Her visibility and her access didn't protect her. And really, it never does. And this is just what Black women go through. We've just normalized that it's okay to hurl abuse at Black women online. And there's an entire media ecosystem that will amplify it and profit from it. And if this is how bad things got for Megan, that it pushed her to the point of dealing with suicidal ideation, imagine how bad it is for Black women who don't have her access or privileges, whose names you don't know. Megan was really brave for speaking out about what she went through, and it reminds me so much of another brave woman who didn't keep quiet or do what she was told. In Princess Diana's iconic interview with Martin Bashir in 1995, it almost sounds like she's speaking directly to Megan. I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path, and I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. Did you watch Meghan and Harry's Oprah interview? We want to hear from you. What did you think? What were your thoughts? You can drop us a line at hello at tangody.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us grow by subscribing. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? We'd love to hear from you at hello at tangody.com. Disinformed is brought to you by There Are No Girls on the Internet. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our supervising producer and engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. For more great podcasts, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? 
Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to Brand New on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.